0: This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin One expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin One is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code R&RTake30. That's r R&R and Take 30 at Taskinsf.com.
1: Next up, on an all new Rick and Rick.
0: The future wants you to fight in a war against giant alien termites. Oh
1: man, here are the irresistible pickup lines created by AI.
0: Dove's courage is beautiful, wins big at cans.
1: Plus, the UK bans junk food advertising before 9 p.m., loaded questions, and a whole lot more.
0: And it all starts right here, right now
1: on the one show where everything ricks to your ribs
0: and everybody rules the world
1: hey welcome one and all to an all-new episode of rick and rick rule the world the show with plenty of news and views on the worlds of marketing media tech and pop culture i'm rick matheson and i am joined as always by my good pal marcel marceau i mean rick Wooten. how you doing rick
0: (laughs) i'm doing well happy fourth of july by the way
1: Yeah, happy 4th of July weekend. So, you know, I don't know about you, but I have not seen or heard anything about there being fireworks anywhere, and I hope that's the case pretty much in the American West where everything's like a tinderbox.
0: Yeah, you know, I've heard of uh, a couple places doing it, but it's usually coastal and a very wet area. Right now, everything in California is so dry that everybody's very, very worried about doing fireworks at all.
1: Understandably so. Um, I had to go to the supermarket today, which, you know, a couple things happened, Rick, pretty reliably. If it's Christmas Eve, I'm going to have to go to the supermarket for some reason. If it's Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, I'm going to end up at the supermarket. And on the 4th of July, I'll be at the supermarket. Without fail, I end up somehow, someway having to go and deal with just chaos.
0: That's pretty funny. So so what did you have to go to the supermarket for today? Like the you know hamburgers and hot dogs or was it just something minor
1: yeah no well both so yeah the hamburgers hot dogs kind of thing chips stuff like that get all the way home before i realized that i'd forgotten the taco sauce for the chips so i had to (laughs) go all the way back just for one i was very happy i was in a very good mood there was no cussing involved
0: well as luck would have it i ended up spending my (laughs) afternoon in the grocery store as well i i uh kind of put off getting everything for the Fourth of July. So it was uh, it was definitely uh, a little crowded and uh, you know, Uh, But I I, I also managed to get out without cussing, so it
1: turned out okay. Always a good thing. You know, pretty much getting out of the supermarket any day without cussing is pretty good for me, very unusual. As you know, I don't like to shop at all, but uh, supermarkets on any kind of busy day are definitely not my thing. One thing that we want to do, folks, is we want to dispel something right up front in this episode, folks. So despite what you may have heard or read in the news, Rick and Rick have opted not to to be added to the cast of knives out Two, repeat we are not joining the cast of knives out Two, unlike virtually every actor in hollywood but we just wanted to make sure everyone knew that so just wanted to spell that myth right up front
0: i haven't actually seen the first one have you seen it
1: no i haven't it's supposed to be really good and this sequel like apparently there are announcements every day that there's some big name actor joining the cast so uh Apparently, we were in the mix of rumors out there, wanted to make sure that everybody knew that that was not not the case. Oh, yeah. nice. What is the case, nice. though, is that every episode, we kick off with some pop culture geekiness, the type of things that are hitting Rick and Rick's radar, followed by a segment we call the good, the bad, and the marketing. And we finish it all off with a round of Rick and Rick loaded questions to test your knowledge of news and trends in marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. And first up, as always, is Rick and Rick radar love starting with tomorrow war did you watch this rick
0: no you know i i was pretty tired last night so i started watching it i got i got about a half hour into it and realized i I wasn't absorbing anything so I, i went ahead and hit pause so i could really enjoy it but the 30 minutes i saw i thought were actually pretty good Um, you know, this has been one that it seems like it's a polarizing show. You've got, you know, one set of, of, uh, critics who are pretty negative on it, but then you have people, the individuals who've seen it, who seem to be very positive on it. Uh, even our longtime listener, Eric. Uh, texted me earlier today and said, "Hey man, that was a that was a really good movie. I just finished watching it, so uh, I'm super excited to watch it." Now, I think you said you did,
1: right? I did see it, and I'm in Eric's camp there. I, I've seen a lot of the negative reviews for it. I just flipped it on, and it is a really fun movie. For folks who aren't yet dialed in on this, Tomorrow War is an Amazon Prime original starring Chris Pratt from Jurassic World and Yvonne Strahovski, hope I'm saying that right, known in our house as the chick from Chuck, J.K. Simmons, and others. And it's directed by Chris McKay. Now this is interesting, Rick. He directed the Lego movie and the Batman Lego movie and other sort of animated stuff. This is his first live action feature. And despite these mixed reviews, I I thought it was plenty dumb, but also like a total blast. Basically, 30 years from now, Earth is invaded by giant alien termites who've wiped out nearly all of mankind. I think they said there are only 500,000 people left. So the future goes back in time to recruit people to fight this future war, including Chris Pratt, who plays an Iraq war veteran slash science teacher. I think he's high school science teacher. Right. I felt like it was a, a kind of a genre mash mashup of movies like Aliens, Starship Troopers, and that Tom Cruise one, the, the shampoo rinse repeat movie. What was it? Edge of Tomorrow yeah, 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 and, yeah. and others. Yeah. Now it is a movie that if you think about it at all, it falls apart. But I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, I don't know if you got to the part where we see Chris Pratt's character go meet his dad.
0: No. So uh, here's where I got to. I got to the part where uh, Chris Pratt had, uh, by the way, spoiler alert, I got to the part where Chris Pratt had not got the science teacher job because apparently that was his dream job, which is pretty sad. And he had uh, just uh, thrown away a card that his father had sent uh, and, and then... somebody was contacting him so I have a feeling it's the setup for for heading
1: in that direction yeah his father is played by J.K. Simmons so dude is in like everything he's the Commissioner Gordon in the DC movies he's J. Jonah Jameson in the Marvel movies and he's like 62 or 63 years old Well, wait till you see him Rick he is jacked the guy is just muscle bound in fact there was questions of whether it was CGI but apparently it's not he just got ripped all of a sudden I
0: heard that
1: it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a fun movie. And you know, awesome. it's action-packed. There's some humor in it. And there's definitely a very strong emotional uh, component to it that I, I felt like it worked. Maybe I'm sappy enough. Anyone who has children, for sure. Anyone with a heartbeat, for sure, will, will like the uh, oh. the story. That's cool. So I, so I would say watch it. And, and I want to review it for real when, when once you've seen it
0: okay then I'll hold my next question which is going to be what would you rate it but let's save that for the review
1: yeah let's save that yeah besides you know how it is N- normally the longer I it was something the lower the grade gets <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome
1: so watch it fast
0: yeah you know I the tomorrow tomorrow war as I said it, it's uh, it's been really interesting it's been really polarizing and some of the the critics have uh, really kind of gone after it, uh, calling it Garbage Pizza or star Super Troopers for Dummies. And so it's, uh, it's 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 really aggressive. However, when when the audience itself has reviewed it, uh, so critics, you know, are, are like 53% is their score, but the people, the, the actual end users watching it uh, have rated it as a positive 80%. Uh, so that's a really big delta between the two. It's not often it's it's that much.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I kind of went in with very low. Maybe that's what played into me liking it so much. But uh, I saw the negative reviews. And uh, like I said, it's plenty dumb. And if you think about it at all, it starts to fall apart. But watching it, I was pulled right in. It felt like a almost a throwback movie. Independence Day might be another movie mixed in there. It's kind of got the tone of that movie. It's derivative as hell. But I had a total blast watching it. And I'd probably watch it again. That's cool. What I would definitely do is stay tuned after this break, because when we get back, it's going to be time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. So don't go anywhere. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just (laughs) one click. At Rick and And welcome back to Rick and Rick Rule the World with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. Before we continue, we want to remind listeners that you can subscribe to Rick and Rick Rule the World on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And between now and our next episode, Rick and Rick will donate $10 for every five star review we receive on iTunes, up to $50, to Feeding America. It's a non profit that helps food insecure families in the U.S. So take you five seconds to do this. You can do Rick and Rick A Solid by giving 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 us a five-star review on iTunes and help raise money to help food insecure neighbors in need. All right, it is time for the good, the bad, and the marketing, starting with Dove's Courage is Beautiful, one of the Grand Prix winners at this year's Cannes Lions Advertising Festival. And I looked this up, Brick. the campaign started back in 2004. I knew it was nearly two decades old. For anyone familiar with this, it's Unilever's Dove brand. It's a worldwide effort to promote self-confidence in women and girls worldwide by, among many other things, forgoing the use of stereotypically, you know, stick-thin models, and instead, Celebrating real women in every shape, size, and age, they come in. Well, at this year's Cannes Lions Advertising Festival, Dove won a whole new set of awards. It's won multiple Cannes awards and, and grand prizes before. I think I read this in Campaign. I know, so saw it in Ad Week and Ad Age. But to, apparently, last spring, as you know, everything was shutting down. Dove marketers were flummoxed when they realized that even their positive beauty messages pretty much irrelevant in the face of everything going on at that time. So it switched up the game plan and. And used the campaign to celebrate the strength and determination of frontline workers. It shows part of it with posters where frontline workers, you could see the marks on their face from their face masks or other PPE equipment, along with a revised tagline. It said, Courage is beautiful. The campaign features real doctors and nurses, both women and men, another brilliant purpose marketing campaign here. Now, this was a nicely done, tone-appropriate campaign. Big kudos to them. They won like two golds and a grand prix for this.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I, I didn't realize they would won that much. It's a it's a really cool campaign. I, I really uh, appreciate that they're highlighting the people who uh you know we're on the front line and dealing with this and you know they particularly have the the one image and you could see it was a healthcare worker and she'd been wearing a mask so long that the entire bridge of her nose was bruised and you know you can see a bruise line all along where the the mask kind of meets her cheeks as well uh and you know i just i think that's really awesome you know a lot of people put it out there to try and make sure that we're all safe during this pandemic and uh, I applaud them for for recognizing that and then you know focusing on the fact that you know these are women they're they're gorgeous in their own way you know out there trying to save us
1: yeah it was a really spectacular campaign and, and there that seemed to be a thread this year maybe not surprisingly in a lot of the Cannes winners and we'll touch on other ones in upcoming episodes as well but uh, I saw this one and I want to make sure that we made note of it because uh, I thought it was exceptional what's also exceptional is, that the UK is banning junk food advertising online completely, but even from television before 9 p.m.
0: Wow! Yeah, I thought this was kind of a trip. I mean, from, from a couple of perspectives. One, I like that they took a stance and said, "Yeah, you know, we're 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 going to say that fast food is bad for you, so you know, we're going to do something about it." But on the flip side, is like, why 9 p.m.? Because <laughs> like. Y- y- is it just that the people have munchies after nine and they knew they would lose? I mean, like, what is what? What is this mythical 9 p.m. that they picked?
1: Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I It felt like one of those compromises where it's like, okay, you can't do it at all, and then there's a negotiation. Okay, after 9 p.m., when people are most likely to go buy the food and get fat, you can do it then.
0: <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose I could see that maybe they're doing it because of children, right? Because right. you know, they're presuming that children have gone after bed uh, after nine, and so therefore they're just advertising to adults. Yes. Uh, I could see that, except there's one huge flaw in that. If you have kids, you know they're never watching TV. They're on their iPad, their their phone, or whatever, watching YouTube. So yeah. uh, I think just by saying you can advertise on TV means the kids will never see it anyways.
1: Yeah, that's true. And the ban is for online. So. So they're supposedly not going to see these advertisements on YouTube or anywhere else. Maybe their obesity crisis rivals even the U.S., as hard as that might be to believe. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty, I mean, that's millions of, well, in the U.S. it would be billions, but millions of dollars in advertising that's not going to be going to these media outlets. It's a big hit for the industry in that country.
0: Well, the article they were just looking across I think it was uh, three different networks. Uh, it was Channel 4, Channel 5, and Sky. Yeah, and they said that just that alone was $200 million in ad revenue.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is significant for for that market. I mean, here, if there were a national band, it would be a lot more than $200 million, I bet. I mean, it seems like if I watch TV, it's like every commercial break seems to have a fast food commercial on it.
0: Well, yeah. It, it, the, the other piece of research that was in this, and by the way, it was from the Guardian. dot com, was that children under sixteen were exposed to fifteen billion junk food ads online in two thousand nineteen, yeah. uh, compared to seven hundred million two years earlier. Now, like those 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 numbers are so abstract, it's kind of hard to to understand what that means. But to your point, it seems like it's constant. Like it's it's just a constant mm-hmm. thing of you know, whether it's chips or drinks or, you know, fast food restaurants, it's it's like a, a constant uh, flood of, of advertising.
1: It'll be interesting to see how or if it's effective in the UK, if the advertising for junk food on television not being before 9 p.m. puts a big dent of any kind in obesity rates. To me, you know, just because we're in advertising, you know, If we were presented with this challenge, our creativity engines would go on. We'd find clever new ways to reach our target audience to sell our goods. So in one way, it'll be a a creative challenge. And the UK, they easily rival the US in terms of advertising. Mm -hmm. They're going to find different ways to reach these people. So we'll see if it has a big impact over the years. I, I don't know. An interesting experiment.